Welcome to Hymology on the Gospel Radio Network, a program sponsored by the Mars Hill Church of Christ, located at 1135 Rucker Road, Christiana, Tennessee, 37037. You may contact us by phone at 615-203-3637. If you would like more information about our congregation or this program, you may visit our website at www.marshillcoc.org. We invite you to join us every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on TGRN.org. And now, here is your host, Brother Kyle Webb. Welcome once again to Hymology. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I'm happy that you've joined our program for today. Today's episode is the ninth in our series on the songs and hymns that we sing. This one may or may not be familiar to you. It is titled, The Sinless Summer Land. And it is written by J.W. Welsh and J.C. Bushy. The reason that I'm familiar with this song is mostly because of some older songbooks that we kept in the congregation that I grew up in, the Science Hill Church of Christ. We kept them in the library, and we would pull them out on occasion and use them for Wednesday services or sometimes for singing nights. And there was just one or two songs that we would sing every single time we used those older books. And this is one of those songs. It is only used in three hymnals that are in regular use today. Sacred Selections for the Church, edited by Ellis J. Crum. Songs of the Church, the original Songs of the Church, edited by Alton Howard. And then Songs of the Church has been revised and republished as favorite Songs of the Church. And so it is found in those three books that we use in congregations still today. Uh, but it, they're not used very often. And uh, like for our Friday night singings, um, these are books that, that are rarely found. Uh, but when I do find these books, this is one of the songs that I use quite often. It, it's a harder song to sing because of the upbeat tempo uh, it's hard to, to get the words in sometimes, and, and for that reason, it's, it's not commonly sung, but it is one of my favorite songs, and so I knew I had to do a lesson on it. In looking at the song's history, the history of the sinless summer land, as we look at the authors of this song, we know that the lyrics, the words are written by J.W. Welsh, but unfortunately, not much more is known about him other than his name. But as we turn our attention to the music, uh, this is where I found some things that were very interesting, at least to me. There is an earlier version of the song that was published in 1883. It uses the present lyrics, but they are set to a tune that is written by J.C. Ewing. 
1883, the song was published in the Brethren Hymnody under the title Longing for Home. The Brethren Hymnody was intended for use of the Progressive Brethren denomination. The song that we are more familiar with, the version that we are more familiar with today, uh, is set to a tune that is written by J.C. Bushy. James Calvin Bushy was born in, in September 8, 1847, in Arentsville, Pennsylvania, near Gettysburg. But he is best known for writing the music to a hymn written by Eliza Holmes Reed, titled, Oh Why Not Tonight? That song you're probably familiar with. The present version of The Sinless Summer Land was originally published somewhere between 1884 or 1886, and one such publication is New Life Number 2. Songs and Tunes for Sunday Schools, Prayer Meetings, and Revival Occasions. The information that I found on the history of this song is found on hymnstudiesblog.wordpress.com under the song's title, The Sinless Summer Land, and also under the same title, it is found on hymnary. Com. And interestingly enough, in regard to hymnary, images of both arrangements of this hymn are viewable on that site. So if you go to hymnary.com and you search for the Sinless Summer Land, there are images of both versions of that song from 1883 and 1886. But as we turn our attention to the song itself. As we look at the lyrics of the hymn, we begin with stanza one. And I will start by crediting the information here, uh, the, the scriptural references. All of these are found on the hymn studies blog that I mentioned a moment ago. As we look at stanza one, I am longing for the coming of the snow white angel band that shall bear my weary spirit to the sinless summer land. As I tread the narrow pathway through this thorny vale, I dream of the joys that ever brighten where the pearly waters gleam. Remember that there is an earlier version of this song, Longing for Home. And in the original, some of the, the wording is different than the wording that we know today. Line one, for instance, I am longing for the coming of the snowy vestured band. And line three, as I tread the narrow causeway rather than pathway through this thorny vale I dream. Wording that is probably more familiar to the 1800s than it is for us today. But as we turn our attention to the related scriptures, we have a longing that is addressed in this song. 
I am longing for the coming of the Snow White Angel Band. The longing addressed in the song relates a desire to depart and to be with Christ. A desire that is expressed by Paul in his letter to the Philippians in chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Verse 21, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you, and being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. He had a longing to be with Christ, and he recognized death as gain here. He wanted to die so that he could be with Christ, but he also recognized the great value in his presence on earth, that he could continue in the work of Christ, that he could win souls to Christ. He was, he was hard-pressed between the two. He had trouble deciding between the two, which is better. It is better for me to be with Christ, to die and to be with him. But he also understood that it was more needful for him to remain on earth in God's service. Now, why would we have such a longing for heaven? Why would he have such a longing to be with Christ? The reason for any longing on a Christian's behalf is mostly because of the difficulty of our chosen path. Even Jesus said that life on earth would be difficult. Choosing Christianity would be difficult. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, he says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Many will choose the broad and easy way. But the narrow gate 
and the difficult way is a lot harder for us to choose. There aren't that many that choose this path because of its difficulties. Life as Christians is difficult. And so our desire is not for the things of this world, but for the things of heaven. What aids us in our walk? The hope of the joys to be found in in eternity. Our reward. Where the pearly waters gleam. In a recent episode, we discussed the song, No Tears in Heaven. And it was purely based on what would not be in heaven. No tears. There are are things that we desire, but there are no tears. But here we have a reference to not what isn't in heaven, but what we know is in heaven. Revelation 22 Verses 1 and 2. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. We have a great desire for what is in heaven. The greatness of what is in heaven in contrast to what we deal with on earth. Stanza 2 I am waiting for the signal that shall speak my full release and present my welcome passport to the realms of perfect peace. Yes, and when my weary sandals all the dusty way have trod, I shall sing among the angels by the golden throne of God. Again, recognizing the original lyrics in line three. Yes, and when my lagging sandals, rather than weary sandals, when my lagging sandals, all the dusty way have trod. Uh, again, uh, words that are, are probably more familiar with the 1800s and us today. But the meaning is still the same. And as we look at this stanza, what is the signal that shall speak my full release? Release from what? Release from the distress and troubles of this life. Release from the difficulties in our path. This release is only granted by death. And in the song, it is represented as a welcome passport. Why would anyone welcome death? Because of what lies beyond this life. While many look at death negatively, for the Christian, it is a victory. And it is something that we long for. It is something that we desire. It is a welcome passport for us. Hebrews 9 verses 27 and 28. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. 
to those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. To those who eagerly wait for him, death is something that is welcomed by the Christian because we eagerly wait for Christ. Revelation 14 and verse 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because theirs is the kingdom that has been promised to us, the the place of eternal rest that is promised to each and every one of us through Christ. And when I get to heaven, I shall sing among the angels by the golden throne of God. Reference is made in Revelation 5, verses 11 and 12 to this golden throne. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I shall sing among the angels. What a great blessing that's going to be. I will be able to sing the song of Moses and the Lamb with them. What a longing. What a desire. What a great reward will be in heaven for us. Stanza three. I am longing to be going Yet my father's kind command bids me tarry mid the shadows of the misty lower land. When my pilgrimage is ended, I shall stem the turbid flood and recline upon the bosom of the spotless lamb, the spotless son of God. Paul's desire to be with God, I'm reminded of it here as well. Uh, Again, we have that longing to be going, yet my father's kind command bids me tarry. Philippians 1 verses 23 and 24 again. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. I am longing to be going, yet my father's kind command bids me tarry mid the shadows of the misty lower land. And I'm reminded here also that we are strangers, that we are pilgrims, that we are aliens in this life. And in reference to another song, that this world is not my home. Hebrews 11, verses 13 through 16, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, 
and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Abraham and Sarah are specifically referenced here, but also all the many others that are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 as having lived by faith. Abraham and Sarah were strangers in the land of promise, in the land of Canaan, a land that had been promised to Abraham's descendants generations later. He dwelt in this land in tents as a pilgrim, as a stranger. Even though it had been promised by God, that promise was not for him specifically to enjoy in life on earth, but for his later generations. And so he dwelt as a stranger in the land of promise. We have promised for us a much better country than anything that we could imagine. And we dwell here as strangers in this land because we know that the promise is for us later in our future, in eternity. One day we shall recline upon the bosom of the spotless Lamb the spotless Son of God. Revelation 21, verses 22 and 23, But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. We dwell here as strangers, as pilgrims, looking for a better country, a heavenly country, a place, a city that has been prepared for the faithful. And when we get to heaven, we will enjoy the presence of God and of His Son, for eternity. It shall never end. I am longing for the coming of the snow white angel band, the snowy vestured band that shall bear my weary spirit to that sinless summer land. I am longing for the coming of Christ. I am longing for him to return, to receive us, to bring us to that home with him that has been promised for all the faithful on earth. I will have this longing until I am with God in eternity. But we know that the splendors, the joys of heaven, so much greater than anything 
that we will ever experience in life on earth. I hope that you have a longing for this sinless summer land that is referred to in this song. I thank you for being with me today. I thank you for for being a part of this lesson. I thank you for for continuing to listen and, and to support us in what we are doing. I hope to have the opportunity to be with you once again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. right here on tgrn.org, thegospelradionetwork.org. But until we meet again, may God continue to bless you.